We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. On this episode of Drinks with Thinks, we take an even deeper dive into the NFL draft with someone who works around the clock for your fantasy teams, ESPN senior fantasy football analyst Matthew Barry. We discuss which rookie quarterback will be the most valuable for fantasy football teams, how the 17-game schedule influences your fantasy league, and we answer the age-old question, which is better, Seinfeld or Friends? We're sipping on margaritas. This is Drinks with Thanks. Hey guys, welcome on into Drinks with Binks. I'm Julie Stewart Binks, and this week is all about the NFL draft. And last year we saw it done virtually. Things are still going to be different this year. We know that we are still dealing with the pandemic. So we didn't see a full college football season from many different teams, schools, and conferences, as well as not seeing a traditional scouting combine. So a lot of these scouts and teams are going into this draft with not as much information as they normally would have, which puts them at a disadvantage of trying to build their future franchise, but also makes it very interesting for fans and those of us in the industry. And today, my guest I'm toasting to, who uh, would consider this perhaps maybe Christmas Day in a way, and he would be the Santa Claus of it because he has been working literally every single day, every single hour on fantasy football, on everything that you care about, all the nuggets and presents that you want to know. I'm very excited to toast to my guest, senior fantasy football analyst. You know him very well, Matthew Berry. Matthew, thanks so much for joining us here on the show. I'd like to raise a margarita in your honor for everything that you have done for all of us Fantasy football fans and beyond. How are you doing today? I'm well, Julie. Thank you very much. A toast to you as well. I just realized this does not look like a very sanitary margarita. It's no, like and I couldn't find. I'm at home, and I thought we had margarita glasses, and we don't. So I just have, <laughs> I just have this, and I didn't have a lime. But you know what? It whatever. doesn't matter. It's still a margarita, and we are still here, being able to chat, have a bevy, and yep. talk about. Really, you know, one of the biggest weeks of the year in terms of football. We've got the NFL draft coming up. And for you, you are a fantasy football connoisseur. What are you most looking forward to this week? And we are shooting this on a Monday. Many things can change by the time this airs Wednesday. But what's your, uh, what, are, what are you looking forward to? Well, the thing I'm looking forward to is finally being able to talk about, I mean, like, it's like, 
Field, my, my co-host Field Yates and I, and last time I saw you in person pre-pandemic was at his wedding. Field and I were texting the other day. We're doing a show on Thursday for ESPN. Thursday night, we're a digital draft show. And we're just like, finally something to actually talk about. Mm-hmm. As opposed to like, who are the 49ers take? Like, once we know who the 49ers take at quarterback, right? Once, once we know where Travis Etienne lands, like now we can have something to talk about. Because yeah. for me, all this pre-stuff, this is all Todd and Mel. This is like, the, the, like whatever. I can sit here and, you know, well, if this guy goes here, but it doesn't matter. Because fantasy value, which is what I care about, fantasy football value, Julie, comes from two things and two things only, really. It comes from talent. Okay, and so we can talk about the talent. We've been talking about it since the college football season ended. But really, it's also about opportunity. Until we know where these players play and what coaches they're playing for, what schemes they're going to be in, what competition there is for playing time, mm-hmm. we don't really have a sense of what their fantasy value is. The, the best example I give is I remember Derrick Henry coming out of Alabama. You know, like everyone, I was just like, okay, that's a full-grown man. I don't, I don't know how that guy and me have the same DNA, but somehow <laughs> we do because that's like, that's a, that's a man. And, and yes. I was just like, I can't wait to draft that guy in fantasy. That guy's going to be awesome. And then he gets drafted by the Tennessee Titans, who had just in the offseason signed DeMarco Murray to a huge deal. And you're like, well, there goes that. And it wasn't until DeMarco Murray left the team and even Deion Lewis left the team and they had a change in offensive philosophy that Derrick Henry finally got the ball and became the fantasy superstar he is right now. Right. So the talent was always there, but he just didn't have the opportunity for a couple of years. Aaron Rodgers, right? We loved him coming out of college, but... He gets drafted, and now he's got to sit behind Brett Favre. Mm-hmm. So it's it's it, talent plus opportunity. We won't know the opportunity until Thursday, Friday, and Saturday night of this week. Okay, so it's very precarious, but living in this world that we do now with social media, people, I assume, expect you to tell them the value of that player when they are drafted when it happens. What does the preparation look like? Have you gone through like situations? It's almost like Tetris math. Going by, figuring it all out before time? Yeah, so it, it's a twofold process. Number one is understanding the prospects, okay? So what kind of player is this? What kind of receiver is this? How, does, how, how will this quarterback, how will this running back, how will this tight end translate to the NFL game? So those thoughts, right? And then you also have to study, you know, which we've always, we do all the time. You're studying teams, philosophies, offenses, what they've done in the offseason so far, right? Mm-hmm. And so you think about Arthur Smith who's now the head coach in Atlanta, was the offense coordinator of the Tennessee Titans. A lot of Titan talk so far on this uh, yeah, podcast. Yeah, Titan uh, show, show already. Weirdly. But all right, so <laughs> Arthur Smith really likes, you know, whether, you know, we saw it last year. Uh, we saw it with John U. Smith and Anthony Ferkser and, um, you know, Michael Pruitt and, like, all the tight ends that Tennessee used over the last couple of years in their set. So if Kyle Pitts gets drafted to Atlanta – that becomes very interesting. Now, Kyle Pitts is going to be interesting wherever he lands. Mm-hmm. But the idea is knowing, like, okay, here's a coach that uses the tight end as a big part of his offensive system. You know, he likes to do a lot of play action. And so studying every team, what their coaches, what their coaches and offensive schemes that they like to run, um, and then how that player might fit into that. So that it's a little bit of, like, you're, you're looking on this side about teams, schemes, coaches, et cetera, and you're looking at this player on talent. And then, yes, as soon as they get drafted, as soon as they're married, then you're like, okay, here's what we think this means. 
Okay. Yeah, makes sense. I mean, there's still a lot of questions. Another question I'd have for commissioners is, can I join your league now? Because it is very difficult to get into a league when you're not in one. I'm just going to say that out there. It's like being a nerdy kid in school and you can't sit with like the cool kids at lunch. I just end up kind of like helping out friends. Like I'm not in a league. I'm sorry. I just admit this on TV. I can't get into a football league. All right. So I have, I have two big issues with what you just said there. So this is crazy to me, Joy. So number one is that you're not in a league, that you can't seem to get into a league. I find that hard to believe. I have a, I like, get- pick that I've been in since I was, like, two years old. But, like, I can't. I can't for the life of me, like, get in. Everyone already has. It's longstanding. Blah, 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 blah. You know, Julie Stewart leagues. Binks. Julie Stewart Binks, as God is my witness, I will get you into a legit fantasy football league this year. That, All right. that is my promise to you. Game on, baby. That Finally. is my promise to you. And, and by the way, the other thing is, the other thing that's crazy about what you just said is just like, oh, the cool kids. Never in my life have I heard the fantasy football guys described as the cool kids. My high school would have been much different. Oh, no, it's the cool kids because it's like it's like a group of people that know each other and they all hang out and you're like, hey, can I come? And they're like, sorry, who are you? I don't know you. That's what it feels like right now. But that's maybe just some inner stuff I should talk about with my therapist, not on my show today. But we've been talking about fantasy football and we have a whole lot more fantasy to come, maybe in terms of Hollywood and Matthew's past in that regard. So keep on drinking and thinking with us, guys. We'll be back after this. Hey, guys. Welcome back to Drinks with Thinks. I'm Julie Stewart-Binks. I'm so thrilled to be joined by... ESPN's senior fantasy football analyst, Matthew Berry. We are sipping on some margaritas here today, getting ready for the NFL draft. And Matthew, you have such an interesting career because not only are, are you really, like, you, have you really created, like, a whole world with fantasy football, which has created so many jobs and, and like, a huge industry for so many people, but you were a writer for TV shows, sitcoms in Los Angeles, like a dream job for a lot of people. You worked on many different shows, one of them including Married with Children, Final Season, a show of which my mom would say, turn that off, because I was like eight, I guess. And an eight-year-old probably shouldn't be watching that show. But gotta ask you, what was that writer's room like? It was really fun. Um, So... I was really proud because the the year before, so I I have the weirdest career of all time. Like my resume is just insane. And, uh, you know, I've written for movie and TV. But the year before, my very first writing job is I wrote for Kirk, which starred former teen heartthrob Kirk Cameron on a network that no longer exists, to give you an idea of how old I am. It was called the WB, which is now uh, part of the CW. But anyway, so uh, we went from, my writing partner and I went, went from Kirk which that year had been named the most family-friendly show by the Parents Critics Association to Married with Children, which was considered the worst. So, uh, by far, and so your parents were probably right not to let eight-year-old JSB watch the show. <laughs> um, the, 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 the writer's room was great because, I mean, it's Married with Children. So literally you could pitch anything. And, and the only challenge to it was, and so you mentioned I, w- I wrote on the last season of the show. And, uh, you know, Married with Children did 259 episodes. 
So uh, the challenge was is that you would pitch something. You'd be like, oh, I got this great idea, and you'd pitch something. And they, there was like one guy, uh, this guy Richard, who wrote on the show, who, who'd been there all 13 years. And you'd pitch something, and anytime you'd pitch something, you'd be like, yeah, you know, we kind of did something like that in season five no. with Peg. You know what I mean? And you'd be like, well, blah, 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 blah. And you'd be like, you know, yeah, we, we sort of did that with Bud in season seven. You know, and you were like, what, you know what I mean? Like, it literally yeah. was like, you know, you could pitch the most outlandish, insane idea. Like, okay, Bud gets really hungry and decides to eat Kelly for dinner. Yeah, we did a cannibalism episode in season three. And you'd be like, anyway, so that was always the challenge. But uh, I'm very proud of this fact. In fact, I don't know if you can you can see it, but that actually right there, so I, I ruined my shot. That is the cover my writing partner and I wrote the 250th episode of Married with Children. So that oh is, that's the, wow. the ad that ran in the Hollywood Reporter that the studio took out and um, uh, congratulating, you know, the whole cast and crew and the, the cover of the script that my writing partner and I wrote. So that is hangs, wild. So that's yes, I'm the, I'm the answer to an obscure trivia question. I, 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 I uh, my writing partner and I wrote the 250th episode of Married with Children. Do you feel comfortable saying like the craziest idea you ever pitched or that was you heard pitched that either that never made it on the show? My my favorite show that I we, we actually did this episode, which I thought was kind of a kind of a crazy one. I at that time, I don't know if you remember this, this is again, this is a long time ago, but there was a at that time, Kathy Lee Gifford, uh, who was on the, you know, who's who, you know, Regis and Kathy Lee at the time, and she had a shoe company. She had a shoe line. And there's a bunch of controversy. Again, this is probably like 20 years ago. But there's a bunch of controversy because it came out that Kathy, the shoes that were Kathy Lee's brand were made in sweatshops in, a, in third world countries by little kids in sweatshops. And so uh, if you remember on Married with Children, Al worked at a shoe store called Gary's mm -hmm. Shoes. And so the pitch was, this is my pitch. And I said, what if Al discovers that all the shoes in Gary's Shoes stop shoe shop are made by, you know, uh, kids in third world countries. So he goes to investigate and turns out all the kids still make more money than he does. So, uh, so he, he, uh, he tries to investigate and he sends Bud in, in to be, uh, in to be one of the sweatshop kids and, uh, to investigate and go undercover. And so it was a whole parody of the, of the Kathy Lee thing, but I just like the idea that these poor kids in a sweatshop still made more money than Al. Um, yeah, that at least has a bit of a nice button on it, considering yeah. what usually the script was like on Married with Children. Very different lens, very different uh, era for uh, for television. But Married with Children was uh, a lot of fun and obviously broke a lot of rules uh, that haven't uh, haven't been broken since. Yes, haven't been broken since, but still, like to this day, people know what it was that it was obscene, insane, uh, a different worlds, and. It you know it's a it's a neat part of the fact of your resume in a way. Um, I'd be curious what how similar the room a writer's room would be to a draft room, but we will answer that on the other side as well as play a game of fantasy or reality with Matthew Barry. Don't go anywhere. This is drinks with Binks.
guys, welcome back to Drinks with Thinks. I'm JSB with ESPN's Matthew Barry. You know him from everything he does with fantasy football and beyond. We're sipping on some margaritas. And right before the break, I was curious about how a writer's room and one that he had been in, obviously, with married with children, is similar to a draft room or different. I've never, you mean a, a you mean a fantasy football draft room? Uh, let's say like a like a NFL draft room, like this week with the NFL draft. How do you think it would be the war room? Right. I've never I've never been in an an actual NFL draft room, but my suspicion is is that the similarities are that uh, in an NFL draft room, ultimately it's one guy's call, whether it's the owner, whether it's the general manager, whether it's the head coach. Like I'm sure every team has their person. Like with the Patriots, it's Bill Belichick's call. I'm sure you know the final call is is Belichick's, and we've heard. Rumors that there are some teams where the owner is very meddlesome or, you know, or there's obviously a strong general manager, what have you. But there's one person's call. And when you're in a writer's room, it's the same way. Like on Married with Children, you would pitch a million crazy things. And ultimately, our showrunner, uh, a woman named Pam Eels, by the way, uh, in case anyone was curious, like all the crazy stories I just told, those were all approved and in some cases <laughs> came up with by a woman named Pamela Eels, who's Pam's great. And um, But... Uh, yeah, in essence, basically, so you're all pitching ideas. Let's take a linebacker. Let's take, a, you know, this. Or let's do this with Al. Let's do this with Peg. And ultimately, there's one person that says, we're going with a linebacker. Or we're going with a Peg story. So a lot of voices. Certain voices get heard more than others. Um, you know, when you Very tend to similar. learn people's tendencies. But ultimately, there's, there's one person at the end of the day who has to make the call. I would not feel comfortable pitching an Al story in front of Bill Belichick. That's for sure. I would just <laughs> let, let him listen, pick the storyline. Four touchdowns at Polk High. I listened. <laughs> you know, Al Bundy. Very another true. running back. Yeah, he would do some damage out there on the field. Okay, as I mentioned, we want to play a little game of fantasy or reality with our fantasy football expert. This is a game where I'm going to say a statement and then say – Fantasy or reality, basically, do you disagree or agree? Is it fantasy or is it reality? Okay. These are just like the games we like to play on Drinks with Bigs that are very simple. Okay. First up, Zach Wilson will be the most valuable rookie quarterback for fantasy teams. Is that fantasy or a reality? No, that's fantasy. It's going to be Justin Fields, I think, because of the rushing ability. Very good intel. Uh, moving on. The Oscars should have presented Best Picture last. Yeah, that's a reality. I, I get it. <laughs> they were hoping that Chadwick Boseman was going to win, you know, and go on an emotional eye. But at some point, there's stuff that's tried and true, and there's a reason why it's tried and true. You end with Best Picture. Mm -hmm. You end with Best Picture. The whole, honestly, like, I didn't watch much of the Oscars. I haven't seen any of those movies. And I'm a Hollywood guy. I, I, but I haven't seen most of those movies. It just, I don't know wasn't for me this year. It felt as though the producers maybe got a little too cute, thought that Chadwick was going to win, have, you know, a very emotional legacy speech, and he didn't, and Anthony Hopkins won, and I'm sure he did a great job, and he wasn't there, and then it right. ended, and it just was kind of like La La Land, Moonlight, in a very different way. Final yep. cue on fantasy or reality, Seinfeld is the best sitcom of all time, fantasy or reality? That's reality. Whoa! It's, that's reality. I, look, wow. I mean, there's there's a lot of there's there's other ones that are in the in the mix, but 
Hard to argue with Seinfeld. It is. It's. Uh, I'm a big Seinfeld person, so I put that on there. I thought maybe people are seemingly either Seinfeld or Friends. It's always very contentious. But the thing is, is that with Friends, there was nothing really inventive about Friends. Friends was just executed really well. They were all sixth grade actors. The writing was sharp, really likable stories. It was fun. The only thing that was sort of revolutionary about it to some small extent was just at that period of time, it was... You know, they hadn't really done a lot about single living, you know, and mm. kids in their 20s and that kind of stuff. Seinfeld broke so many rules about how television sitcoms are presented. It was the first sitcom in history where none of the characters were designed to be likable. They all were flawed. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that, that's a huge thing in, when you're pitching, you know what I mean? Like, Al Bundy, that was, that was always the debate as whether Al Bundy was a good character or not. But a lot of people, you know, sort of same as um, Archie Bunker back in the day and all in the family. But none of the, all the characters in Seinfeld were fairly selfish uh, and petty and, you know, egotistical and focused on the wrong things. And we loved them because mm-hmm. it was hilarious. And they also, they, they also just, you know, the whole show about nothing, because for much of sitcom land, it was, a, it was all about, you had to learn a lesson. There had to be a hug mm-hmm. at the end. Like, you know, no, and that was another Seinfeld rule, like no lessons, no hugs. And that was a, that was very revolutionary at the time. The other thing that Jerry did, which I think was really brilliant, was that most sitcoms were designed with the idea that the star had to be the best one, that the, 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 the show was, that the, had to be the, be the best actor, have all the best lines. And Jerry very specifically was just like, I can't act. So let myself, mm-hmm. let me surround myself with three amazing actors and I just got to like, I just got to keep the boat on, on course. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would argue that Jerry as a character and Jerry Seinfeld as an actor is by far the weakest link of that show. Interesting. So anyway, Sein- to me, Seinfeld's the, uh, is, uh, is the best show. It was revolutionary and, uh, and you know, and uh, groundbreaking. And I would argue that Married with Children and The Simpsons are both in that mix as mm. well in terms of groundbreaking and are in that conversation. Married with Children is obviously not for everyone, but I'm... <laughs> I'm obviously proud of my association with the show. I, yeah, I mean, it's definitely something that you, you would put on your resume regardless. It's, it's, uh, it's quite an interesting experience that you had and that we figured out that Seinfeld trumps friends. Sorry, folks. That's what the answer is here on Drinks With Things. We've got a whole lot more to come after this break. Don't go anywhere. We've got Matthew Berry from ESPN. Subscribe to the Fubo Sports YouTube page for clips and full episodes. Follow us at Fubo Sports on all social media channels. Also available in podcast form wherever you find your favorite pods. Guys, we've had an awesome time drinking and thinking here with Matthew Berry from ESPN. Where can we find you next? On on the Worldwide Leader. So, yeah, uh, Thursday night and Friday night, uh, we will be doing a live draft show. Myself, Field Yates, uh, Jason Fitz, Ashley Brewer, Mike Golick Jr., Trevor Scales, and that'll be on uh, on ESPN.com, on the at ESPN Twitter handle, all of our social areas, and we'll be doing that for, you know, all, all the draft, the entire draft, so Thursday night, Friday night, wow. Saturday during the day. Do a podcast every single week with Field Yates and Stefania Bell. You can get that wherever you get podcasts, and um, follow me on social, where I am at Matthew Berry TMR on all forms of social media, except the Fantasy Life app, where I'm merely at 
Matthew Berry. So Well, you have plenty of things to work on, that is for sure. And we thank you for taking the time out here today to talk fantasy, whether that was football or Hollywood and beyond. So cheers to you. Thank you so much for being on the show. And guys, you know where to find us. All of our clips, our shows are on Fubo Social at Fubo Sports on YouTube. And until next time, bottoms up, bitches. <laughs> Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.